0: Good morning, church. It's always an exciting time to come to you know fellowship with you guys every Sunday morning and every other time we speak over the phone, we meet face to face. This is another opportunity for me to fellowship with you guys. Fantastic. Good. So, uh, today's going to be an exciting one again, as usual. Another know, know moment to refresh you guys. Okay, guys, let me get funny. A little bit funny here. So, after I preached that powerful message last Sunday, hmm. And my wife said, you know, you blessed me so much, amen And um, I need to send you an offering So, you know, okay, I was like, okay, thank you So I was going through my account balance uh, during the weekend. I was like, I need to buy a new pair of running shoes I'm like, hey, my opening, b- this is my personal account balance My opening balance this year, I don't think is even up to like Maybe 100 pounds, thereabouts but it's somebody saying pastor ah yeah so i have my personal account and then you have the family joint account um family savings and then we have i feel like talking about fine family finance we'll talk about that in future and then madam i try to also encourage my wife to have her own private personal account as well right so if you want more tips on that you can reach out to me It's free of charge. right so i was like mate i need to buy new pair of running shoes because my old running shoes right they do uh, I mean, I started having leg pain and back pain, you know. I guess the, those shoes won't run out, won out. So for one week, I couldn't run. And because of how hectic my lifestyle is, you know, uh, because of how hectic my lifestyle is, I'm not able to, you know, I feel so exhausted and tired if I don't really exercise and do um, some cardio. And I don't like all this indoor exercise because I like to hear, have fresh air, you know, when I'm doing um, exercise. So the gym is not really an ideal thing for me. So after preaching the powerful message last week and I was like, okay, I'll send you I'll send you an offering. She didn't send you an offering because of because I have a need or something. And I checked my account balance during the week and I saw I think the biggest offering I received since I started pastoring. Now she's nodding her head. I was so excited then I ordered in uh, new peers over running shoes. And, uh, man, I went running this morning. It was so exciting. I guess it's the best run I've had in my life. So today I'm going to give you guys another powerful message. Not because I want you to send me offering, right? But, um, if you notice, I'm quite excited this morning. It's not because I've had some sugar. It's just because, um, I, I had a good run this morning. Fantastic. So uh, a big thank you to my wife for allowing God to use that to send me that special offering so that i can buy those running shoes fantastic so uh wife and husband watching me this morning you want to be a blessing to each other this morning you know as we serve one another amen serve one another you know not that you want to reward them but just kind of as a token say thank you you know i was a spiritual head over my home right so my wife you know honors me as a husband and also so the, also the pastor a, a pastor it kind of feels good i'm the pa- i'm a wife's pastor this is beautiful <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I hope that got you guys um, laughing this morning. Praise God. So, last week I started talking about walking in the supernatural, walking the supernatural. And I I tried to help us understand that the supernatural, right, the supernatural, the good side of the supernatural is where God wants us to be. It's where God has destined us to be. It's a position that God wants each and every believer, each and every born-again child of God to operate from right and i try to explain to us that in the supernatural which is the realm beyond what we can see with our physical eyes in the supernatural exists not only good spirit the spirit of god but also evil and wrong and negative spirit uh it's unfortunate that many believers because the because of uh the truth that we have we are we have overcome the powers and the uh, powers of darkness and god has delivered us from the power and the dominion of darkness because of that truth many people many christians ignore the forces of darkness operating in the realm of the spirit in the supernatural realm in the realm of the invisible right the realm that is beyond the natural things things you can see and as a result some christian of this of this category of christians indulge in ungodly things and they do reap the consequences of the bad stuff they do because the bible tells us that if we give our if we give ourselves to evil practices right we make ourselves subject and slave to the aid of evil practices the devil and satan's mission is not too difficult to understand to steal your joy to kill every good thing that god has given to you and to destroy everything good that God has given to you or done in your life. So, as believers, we must be conscious of the fact that in the realm of the spirit, in our Christian life, in our life as spiritual entities who are members of the family of God operating in the kingdom of God, we have oppositions. We have contrary spirits working against us. And I try to help us understand that it is not for us to be sniffing out it should be sniffing for demons in people's lives, in places that we go. But if we can retain the consciousness of our supernatural position well enough or long enough or all the time when things that are contrary or different or opposing to our position in Christ, when they show on the scene, we'll be able to recognize them. Now, many Christians today will explain away spiritual attacks with medical and all kinds of natural phenomena. You know, I remember a man that I once met when I used to be part of a local church. And there was this kind of, um, how do I put it now? Lord, help me here. So there was this reoccurrence, something common to this family. If anyone has flu, if anyone with flu, this is the family, the entire family catches the flu. From the baby to the wife to the husband. And this was a constant occurrence in their home. And I thought one day said this is not right. I mean, I've come across people with flu, people with flu have come to my house, I've worked with people with flu in the workplace, I've gone on the on the public transport with people with flu, and I don't catch flu. Uh I've had some other things in the house, I mean maybe one thing or the other, maybe Someone challenge or the order, you know. Back in the days, and I sleep on the same bed with my wife because I believe that I am a carrier of life and I don't transmit sickness and disease. So I don't, ex- I didn't expect my wife to catch it. Maybe maybe cold or something, you know. Somebody saying, Pastor, do you get cold occasionally? Now listen carefully to this: the fact that you are born again, child of God, doesn't mean the enemy will not attack your body, or doesn't mean that the forces of darkness will not attack your body. Some Christians feel so bad when they see a pastor sick or somebody or a Christian sick. They say, what was their sin? No, they didn't commit anything. We live in the fallen world. And as long as you and I are living in the fallen world where all manner of spirit and all manner of negative things exist, right? Things are bound to attack our body. It's not because we sinned. It's not because we did anything wrong. That's what made us sick. No, things will attack your body. It is now your duty to use your position, in to stand in your position in Christ Jesus and your right in Christ Jesus and resist those things and not allow them to run your life. Now, James chapter 4 verse 7 says, submit yourself to God, to the truth of God. Resist, actively fight and stand against the devil and he will flee. So if the Bible tells you to resist the devil and he will flee, it means that the devil came to you, isn't it? That the Bible say to you that something is not right with you, um, and that was the reason why the devil came to you. So, in as much as some people yield and give themselves to Satan, you know, by committing sin, Satan will also t- is a thief. Do you know what a thief does? A thief will break into your space, a thief wants to, a thief will, will try to gain illegal access to your boundary, to your space, to your property. That's who a thief is a thief is not a thief until they are going standing beyond their bounds and breaking into somebody else's space so satan is a thief and in that sense it means that even you as a christian not of your own doing it will try to steal your health steal your joy some of you know that you have some people around you who are very skilled and specialized in being used by the devil to come and steal your joy come on we know those things right so as believers right um the fact that some funny or negative stuff happened to us doesn't mean that we are sinners or doesn't mean we are bad people. That right? We live in a fallen world and there are forces of darkness here who will want to kind of make a mess of us. Thank God for the authority we have in Christ Jesus that we can stand against these guys. right? So believers must be in mind that there's a supernatural realm and in that supernatural realm, God's spirit exists, the forces of God exist and negative spirits exist. Amen. So talking about the supernatural in the life of the believer, I'm talking about the realm that Jesus exists. The realm that Jesus lives in. The realm that God lives in. The, we, what we can call the kingdom of God. Jesus said, if I by one finger cast out devils, it's that the kingdom of God has come upon you. Right. So, Jesus cast was casting out demons by the spirit of God, by the authority of God. And Jesus said to us in the book of Mark chapter 16, He said, in my name, you will cast out devils. So he has given us the right and the authority to cast out devils. right? So in the kingdom of God, in the realm of God, it is supernatural. That realm is supernatural. And that realm is where you and I as believers uh, belong to. And it's not enough to belong to the family of God so belong to the supernatural. So for the sake of this com- uh, this meeting or uh, this message or teaching, uh going forward, I would when I refer to the supernatural, I'm referring to you know walking our identity in Christ in our position in Christ Jesus. If I will have to if I have to make reference to evil forces in the supernatural, I'll specify. So going forward, that when I talk about supernatural, I'm talking about the believer in his own supernatural position, uh, the believer as a supernatural entity. Make sense? Good. Now, the believer, in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is supernatural. God is supernatural. God is a spirit. Jesus said in the book of John chapter 4, he said, uh, God is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I'm going somewhere. You're going to have fun with this. I'm. This is going to be a blessing to you, seriously. Right. So, God is spirit. We are spirit. We are children of God. Can I say something to you? In case you are thinking... How do I have access to the supernatural? How do I walk in the supernatural? Now, the fact that you are born again, or I'll put it this way, at new birth, you receive the right to operate in the supernatural. At new birth, you receive the right to operate in the supernatural. Egan kind of puts it this way, that the new birth ushers the supernatural into our lives at new birth you receive the right to operate in the supernatural at new birth you gain access into the supernatural at new birth you receive a position in the supernatural because the supernatural in this context we are talking about the realm the kingdom of god the realm where god exists the realm where jesus is king of kings the Bible says that you and I are joint heirs, co-heirs, co-inheritors with Christ Jesus in the kingdom of God. I showed us last week in the book of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, the Bible tells us that God raised us together with Christ. And um, Ephesians 1.20 tells us that, you know, the resurrection power of God, the power of God with which God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, you know, that power raised Jesus, you know, and took him to a place at God's right hand, far above the reach of principalities, powers, rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. So in case anyone, anyone is thinking and wondering, you know, Lord, when will I have access to supernatural? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay, I think we should read a passage of the scripture and, uh, and I'll be able to call out something. The Holy Spirit just drop in my spirit. So let's try to pack that one on, at that point. What did I say? At new birth, you receive access to the supernatural. So if you are born again, you are a supernatural entity with access, full access to the supernatural realm, the kingdom of God, where God exists with full access to the right and authority in the kingdom of God. So you are not an ordinary being. So let's turn our Bibles to the book of Romans chapter eight, verse 14 to 17. And I'll be reading from the TPT version. How do you call the TPT again? The Passion translation. I think I called the I called the Street of Passion this morning. The Passion translation. So if you don't have that uh, that hard the hard copy of that Bible, uh, you can use uh, your Bible app. Maybe you find it there. But I'll read it out to you. So I got you covered this morning. Amen. So Romans eight fourteen to seventeen. The 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 TPT the Passion translation. Praise the Lord. Passion. Hallelujah. Right. Let's do this now. Romans eight fourteen to seventeen. The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty leading you back into the fear of never never being good enough. That was a word the Holy Spirit dropped in my heart, and I felt you know we gotta read this verse to commu- so that I, so that I can communicate this to you guys. I'll take verse 15 again. It says And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty, leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. Circle that. Never being good enough. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance, enfolding you into the family of God. And you will never feel orphaned. And when it says you will never feel orphaned, the Bible is not referring to your emotions there. He's talking about your spirit. (laughs) You know, I've been to some things in my life and I've been to some places that if we were to go by my natural feelings, my emotions, I'll feel helpless. But if we were to go by something deep down in my spirit, I know I was in charge. Even though I felt like the world was crashing on me, I spoke out to the authority. I, sp- I spoke out of the authority and the rights that I have in Christ Jesus and the situation and circumstances or the authority that I was dispen- dispensing amen so the Bible is not saying that sometimes you will not feel like you're not good enough but it's talking to your spirit we'll get it in a minute just ca- let's carry on so the Bible says and you will never feel orphaned for as it rises up within us our spirit Christ' okay, not specifying our spirit Join him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved father. You know, okay. You know what? Let me read this in the, the New King James version because many people might be familiar with that. So let's go to New King James of Romans chapter 8, verse 14 to 17. I'll just read that 15 in the New King James. Okay, I still have how TPT here. Let's go to New King James, right? Romans of chapter 8, 14. Now, the Bible says, uh, let's look at the verse 15. It says, for you did not receive the spirit the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Right. And the TPT says that, you know, we received a spirit that enfolded us into the family of God. Let me paraphrasing it. So, let's go to verse 16. It says, For he, for the Holy Spirit, makes God's fatherhood real to us, as a whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. Amen. Verse 17. This is, this, this is um, exciting. Listen to this. It reads, And since we are his true children, we qualify to share all his treasures. For indeed, we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, so I'm back to the TPT now. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. We will experience being co-glorified with him, provided that we accept his sufferings as our own. We'll Talk about more, uh, more of that in the future, but let's look at that line. The Bible says, just in between that, it says, uh, And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that He is and all that He has. Mm-hmm. Let's look at um, Philippians chapter 2, verse 10, so they can have an idea of the things that Jesus has. Philippians 2 10. The Bible says, it says. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. Okay, let's start from verse 9. It says, God therefore God also has exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. So God gave Jesus what? The name that is above every name. So the name of Jesus is not a title. Let me pause it a little bit. Let me let me unpack some stuff. I know a lot of people, they use the name of Jesus to swear. They call it in vain, in our workplaces and all around. I've seen people, thank you, Holy Spirit. I've seen people pray in the name of Jesus and it seems like nothing happened. So what makes the name of Jesus answer for anyone is their understanding, revelation understanding that the name they're calling is, just, is not just a title or a tag a, a tag you attach to your prayer so that God can answer your prayer. No. The name of Jesus represents the whole of Jesus, his authority and everything God has given to him. It represents his death, his resurrection, his ascension and his current ministry. It represents the whole of his entity. The book of Colossians chapter two tells us that it pleased God to make himself to, to now, he, he please got to put himself in Christ Jesus. I put that way. He please God to. Uh, there's a way he put it. Uh, there's a kind of fancy Christian way he put it. but I'm trying to remember that because it, may, it sounds nice. But I'll just give you the meaning. Now, oh Lord, let help me. Okay, okay, let me let me not be too spiritual this morning. Let, let's let me, let's let's you know let's relate on um, okay on Pastor Tunde and, and the church basis this morning. So the Bible says that he pleased the Father that the fullness of Himself to dwell in Christ Jesus. And the fullness of Christ, the fullness of God in Christ Jesus is is now kind of encoded in his name. So when you say in the name of Jesus check out how i called it when you say in the name of jesus with the revelation understanding that when you call the name of jesus is god stepping into action in the person of jesus christ by the power of the holy ghost and the powers of heaven they stand still and they are they are listening they want to obey the word of god that you call you that you declare in the name of jesus so when you operate from that revelation that level of understanding that revelation point of view you see results even if you don't see things moving very quickly, right in front of you, right? now, I mean, when you call the name of Jesus, something in your heart tells you that things are moving. And you expect to see results. Amen. It's exciting, isn't it? Right. So, at the name of Jesus, every name was bad. So, God gave Jesus a name, an authority. And if you are joined heads with Christ, which means you have equal rights to the things that Jesus have. So if you are joined heads with Christ, right, let's go back to that um, uh, TPT, Romans 8, 17, it says, uh, just in the middle, it says, And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. So when the Bible says you are joined heads with Christ, it means you have full access to everything that Jesus has. And everything given to Jesus and one of the things or the major things or the one thing that God gives to Jesus is that right and authority that his name every name must bow now if you read some translations they will tell you that you know the name given to Jesus is a name that his name and is such that you know at the end of the world at the end of time everything will be subject to Jesus but you know, one amazing thing, one of the amazing things about God is that God did not wait to the end of the world until the end of, to the return of Jesus for all things to begin to submit to his name. God, true Jesus, Mark 16, gave you and I the right to the name of Jesus. That even while we're on earth and we understand what the name of Jesus is and we use the name of Jesus, things, circumstances must bow to the authority that's the name of Jesus. So as joint heirs with Christ, as believers, you have access, full access to the name of Jesus. So I want to caution you. If you are one of those fancy Christians who will call the name of Jesus for fun, Oh Jesus, Oh Jesus. You're going to want to work on your attitude and your perspective this morning and try to understand much more the right to the use of that name. I mean, I mean, what that name entails. So I'm trying to say, you know, I was listening to someone or someone was speaking to me um, And we we, were talking. And they said a woman was attacked at some point and they called the name of Jesus. She called the name of Jesus and nothing happened. And it it affected their faith. Like, how can this person boldly call the name of Jesus and nothing happened? And I was a bit disturbed too. And I was like, you know what what happened? You know. But along the line, I realized that not everybody who called the name of Jesus know what the name of Jesus means. And everyone will call the name of Jesus. Not everyone who calls the name of Jesus, call the name of Jesus by faith. Some people just believe that it's something they used to, they they slam with their prayer and and they see a magical result. No, no, there's no magic in the kingdom of God. We walk by faith. We walk in the consciousness of the authority that we have in Christ Jesus. So, when we operate from the place of the authority we have in Christ Jesus, and we call the name of Jesus, we are not just calling the name. We are we are dispensing authority. We are enforcing the authority and the rights that we have in, in Christ Jesus. I know we have the name of Jesus in many songs. The main name of Jesus is just kind of cliche. Now, let, let, let's get this clear. Let's get this very clear. Oh, God. This, get, this, I'm getting so excited now. I still have a lot of things to cover with you guys. Let's get this thing clear. say fine. Yeah, Let's get this thing clear. Now, a lot of people call the name of Jesus, but do you know that? A lot of people bear the name of Jesus because Jesus means savior. Joshua means Jesus. So, somebody is called Joshua. Another word you could use to describe the name Joshua is Jesus. But Jesus Christ is different from other Jesuses because other Jesus is just a name given to them. But Jesus Christ. It's different because Christ there means the anointed Jesus. All other Jesus, they are not. They are not from heaven. They were like a special body from heaven. What I mean is, because I I can be funny about this sometimes. Now, other Jesus, other Joshua's, right? They were born out of the conception between a man and a woman. So they have sexual relation and they conceive the child and they have the child. But Jesus Christ was spoken into the womb of Mary. So that's why sometimes when I'm talking about Jesus, I said his body was a special, was special, was specially sent from heaven. Now, Mary conceived Jesus by the Holy Ghost. The body of Jesus was the, that's why his body is, is still existing to date. He has, a, he has a glorified body. His body is not a body that is decayed. That that is that has been corrupted by by sin and dies, and the Bible says that when he returns, that will be like him, will receive a glorified body. Amen. So Jesus is different. So people, some people, they think because a lot of people bear Jesus. So what's so significant about Jesus? What's special about Jesus? And they allowed themselves to be robbed of the authority and the right to walk in the, in, the, in the supernatural, to operate in their, in, in their spiritual position because of their lack of understanding. Jesus is Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah. Not a Messiah the, Messiah, the Messiah. Amen. I just felt I should bless someone with that there. Right. So don't take the name of Jesus for granted. So, we say, so, when say, so, sometimes when people are kind of like maybe start with the name of Jesus, sometimes I think you should not, you should not bother us because you don't know what Jesus they are calling. Maybe they are calling Jesus Joshua or Jesus something, something, somewhere, right? But when we come on the scene and we say in the name of Jesus, <laughs> hallelujah, praise the Lord. As I just call the name of Jesus, I need things that's, that's too still. When I say Jesus, when I say in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the authority of Jesus, in the power of Jesus, Heavens and spirits, they stand still to hear what I want to say. Because one, the next thing I say, they must act on it. Yes. Amen. Praise the Lord. So the Bible tells us that you know, uh, we are joined, we are joined to Christ, and we also inherit all that He is and all that He has. We are children of God, right? We receive the right to operate. To to walk into to occupy the supernatural, supernatural now being God, God side of things, kingdom of God, when we give our life to Christ. So it is not appropriate that the believer should see themselves as not good enough, and that's why I asked us, as I was led by the Spirit, to m- mark that word there. You know, the fear of never being good enough. It is a spiritual crime. Not from God's side, but to yourself. To always see yourself as never being good enough. When the Bible clearly says that you are John Heirs with Christ. You are co-inheritor with Christ. That you are a child of God. That you have been afforded into the family of God. It is a spiritual crime to allow the feeling of you are not good enough. Or to allow people, regardless of their spiritual position... And I'm trying not to have a digger pastor this morning, but I've met a few pastors, a number of pastors who make their church members or people they know to feel not good enough or to feel unworthy of God because they don't carry the past, the title pastor to their name. Some pastors will treat me like trash if I'm wearing a t shirt and I'm just approaching them until somebody says, Ah, Pastor Tunde, how are you, sir? They're like, Ah, he's a man of God. How are you, sir? That's this is my spiritual Sunday I'm trying to be nice (laughs) it's silly so some people may have treated you as like you are not good enough or they make you to feel inferior to yourself say it's a spiritual crime to yourself this is not calling for you to be proud arrogant or disrespectful Say, if you belong to a place a Christian group a Christian Association a church that does not make you feel confident and or empower you to be bold and confident in who you are in Christ so that you can do what God has called you to do It's not the right place for you it's not the right association for you amen Jesus came to give us not to take away from us not to take value and esteem from us it came to reinforce our God esteem amen, amen. praise the Lord so it's a spiritual crime, and this is my own, this is theology for us to allow people to pour into our life a sense of not being, not being good enough, inadequate, unfit for use. You know, we, we can't blame people sometimes. It's because, you know, their way of thinking and their way of acting is according to their level of understanding. But you do not allow people's level of understanding or lack of understanding thereof, right, to hinder you from becoming what God has called you to be. Amen. Amen. So let's get into, you know, the signs of walking the supernatural. What does it mean to walk in the supernatural? Amen. Let's look at some evidence of how or account of how some people walk in the supernatural. So walking the supernatural, right, we talked about, you know, you walking and operating in the kingdom of God. Can I say something here? If you, if you look at what the Bible says in the in book of Romans 8, 14, it says that the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. Now, Nick King James' version renders it. Um, let's go there. Romans 8, 14. Before I get, and I remember, I said, "As many as for as many as are led by the spirit of spirit of God, these are the sons of God." And TPT is rendering it as mature. Right, so it takes maturity to allow yourself to be led by the Holy Spirit. I mean, to listen to the Holy Spirit and to walk with the Holy Spirit is maturity. So, in 2022, if you want to mature, you need to prepare yourself to and train yourself to listen to the Holy Spirit and walk with the Holy Spirit. Because it was the Holy Spirit who produced the new birth in you, who made you born again. Simple. For the sake of the kids in church this morning. It was the Holy Spirit that made you new. So, if it's the one who made you new, and Ephesians 1.13 says that you have been sealed By the Holy Spirit, when you give your life to Christ, as a down payment of the redemption of your body, one, and to also identify you as God's possession. So, the believer's life is all about the Holy Ghost. Because Abraham's blessing, according to Galatians chapter 3, is the Holy Ghost. So many people think Abraham's blessing is in. Go ahead and read it. I think Galatians three fourteen. If I'm correct, let me just quickly help you a little bit. Galatians three fourteen. I'm sure some people are praying for my wife now for who, who sowed that seed into my life that I could get run because I'm so excited this morning, <laughs> right? Now Galatians three fourteen says that the blessing of Abraham may come might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. I just spoke some people's Sunday, because all their life they've been praying about Abraham's blessing. They've always seen it as their Cadillac, their Porsche, their nest houses. I don't want Abraham's blessings. Cows, cattle, what do you want to do with that? Amen. In this day, when we're talking about stocks, we're talking about some serious things that have some serious monetary implication in it. And talking about Abraham's cattle, Abraham's... I don't want it. Amen. But th- that promise... The Abraham's blessings that many people are praying for is the Holy Ghost. So, when they receive the Holy Ghost, <laughs> this is, I <laughs> give <getting me> you disappointing. <laughs> they receive the Holy Ghost, that's all that is to Abraham's blessing. But they're still expecting those cars and those things to come in. And they're not coming, they're frustrated. Lord, Abraham's blessings are mine. Alright, I didn't mean to spoil, to ruin your Sunday, but it's just the truth, right? Uh, you might want to recalibrate your perspective as to what Abraham's blessings mean and I'll be able to walk in it. What I'm trying to say is this, everything you need to operate in the supernatural is mm-hmm. the Holy Ghost. You got to learn to yield yourself to the leading of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So, to operate in the supernatural, you got to be mature. Steady. You know, not fecal. Not looking for the newest thing in town. The latest revelation. The reigning pastor. The anointed prophet. The largest church. All those things are fecal. Can you tell? If You can tell. Not can you? You can tell that those things are not helping you to grow, to mature in Christ. The Bible says that mature people—this is paraphrasing Ephesians four, eleven to fourteen. Mature people are people who are not easily swayed by waves of different doctrine. They're not people who go on Facebook or Instagram, and the man of God says, "You know, you know what? There's a twenty-four-hour miracle that requires." your $500 so that the window of heaven can be opened, that dollars can come out of the dulling places. A sensible Christian, a mature Christian, will not fall for that nonsense. Or God wants to do something new in your life right now. And God is saying that send $1,000 right now. A mature Christian knows that God does not operate on currency in the man. We give to, to advance the, court, the work of God and we give to the right ministries. We don't give to get because many unbelievers in this world are very prosperous financially and they don't give to God. So where is that where is that where is where where did they get that mindset of you need to give to God so that God can bless you? Where did they get that from? I want to I still have about four scriptures I want to share with us, but time will not allow me this morning. I thought I was gonna finish this today. I guess I got too excited. I was so spiritual this morning, right? All right, cool. Okay, I'm just going to pack it here. The next week we get into this evidence of the supernatural. Uh, okay, I'll give you tips because, you know, you, you know I'm a very nice guy, right? You get many of you know that. I'm going to give you tips. So we're going to look at things like healing the sick, deliverance, raising the dead, protection, and you know, things that, you know, that are evidence of walking the supernatural. You know, things we should look out for, things that, you know, we should be conscious of in demonstrating the authority and the power that we have in christ jesus as a walk in the supernatural and because um i couldn't touch that today i might may have maybe two more next week uh so next sunday is one not to miss amen you know just come fired up amen come prepared and you receive some meaty stuff amen right so god does not operate on the currency of man if you are, if you sold any seed last December, this is where sometimes they say I'm controversial. If you sold any special seed last year so that God can bless you this year, you wasted money. You just lost money. I would say they duped you. And somebody's getting offended because it has to do with your spiritual father the respect. You know, I don't have anything against your spiritual father. You just with all due respect, you just didn't know much. With all due respect, you know, I don't have anything against them. They duped you. They defrauded you. You know, I was going through the book of Romans and um, uh, one of the scriptures that God used to convince me to start my podcast, uh, Gospel True with Nico just pray for me. There's so much going on. Uh, I was supposed to have started it last week, but there's just so much, so many things that we have to do. We need to address for the church you know, so that we can be in a good place where to really minister to you guys for the 2022. And we're trusting God this year for manpower. We need manpower. A uh, lot of manpower, and that's because of the, uh, kind of church that God is calling us to plant. Not a church where you just go and go back, you go to church and go back home. No. It's a church where you grow. You know, you are a church member. You know, you're a member of a church family. You have a vision, you have a mission, and you are tied to that mission. Not tied, not tied in the sense of somebody tied your destiny to a mission. No. But you can see the your position in that assignment And you can can see how you are being trained to do what God is calling you to do. Amen. Praise the Lord. Right. So, uh, talking about the people who dipped you last December because of the special offering you gave. You know when you hear things like Thanksgiving offering or Thanksgiving seed? I've had one of of some of the most ridiculous things in my life. And the truth is this. How many people saw results that was promised them from sowing that seed? If there's anything I want to challenge you with, one of the things I want to challenge you with in 2022, this may sound condescending, but I don't mean to be disrespectful. Use your brain. This year is a year that we will think. We will think scripturally. Somebody brings something to you, you say, please show me in the Bible where this is written. Have a sister in a church. She's so quick to ask you, "Uh, but where is it written in the Bible? (laughs) She knows the pastor. I already have four places where I will show you in the scripture where, that, where whatever I say is written before I speak. I mean, before I speak, I've already have you know my backup because God has not called me to entertain people but to release the word of life and I know He has not called me to speak his, my own words but His own word. So, <sighs> sorry to hear about the loss that many people made last December because they are thinking God will bless them this year. But if you don't mind, come on, come on, man, tell me this year how God has blessed you. Oh, oh, Lord Jesus, where are we going? Lord, I hear Holy Spirit, help me. Where are we going on this matter? Okay, I'll do this job. I'll do it. If anybody wants to take me off to that challenge, come for it. Tell me what you are believing God for this year and that you have tied to a seed last year kind of thing. And as Lord helps me to have capacity, I will not pray, I will not fast, I will not sow any seed regarding that. And I can tell you that I can have tenfolds of it. That sounds like pride, but I'm telling you, if you have the capacity, and I want to go for the I want to get the same thing you want to get by seed sowing, I can get 10 times of it because I'm gonna show you that the blessings of God is not dependent on you, it's dependent on Him. You know, I mean I've been reading through the book of Genesis and I saw how amazing God is, how God has blessed humanity, and that's why you can see many unbelievers prosper financially without praying to God. Because there's a blessing of God on humanity, on his own natural blessings. And for the whole, for the believer, your blessing that will empower you to walk in the supernatural is the Holy Ghost. As you saw in the book of Galatians, chapter 3, verse 14. The Holy Ghost. You know, once I finish, uh, I'm done with this uh, teaching on walking in the supernatural, we're gonna get into the Holy Ghost business. Where we're gonna learn, you know, be reminded of who the Holy Ghost is, how to walk in the Holy Ghost. Amen. All right, guys, I'm going to stop here. Thank you for connecting. Is there anything else I want to kind of quickly run through again to remind you guys? Uh, okay, well, I've talked about the fact that it's supernatural. There are different kinds of spirits walking in the supernatural. And I think I also want to say, please bear that in mind so that when you hear some things in the place of prayer, you don't think everything you hear in the place of prayer is from God. I've dealt with many people, I've had many people who came with came came out of the place of prayer, and were seeing all manner of things that were not scriptural, and in their mind, because they had something when they were praying, they thought it was God. No, and that's why I love how Papa Agin puts it this way: Be careful when you fast. Be careful the kind of prayers you say even when you're fasting, because when you're fasting and you are open and sensitive in the realm of the spirit you are open to all manner of spirit so you gotta be careful you gotta be focused so when we are doing spiritual things we gotta be very careful so when some people go to just any church and go for any kind of deliverance meeting or any kind of spiritual move meeting or any kind of prophetic declaration meeting people do have no clue what they are opening themselves up to or opening themselves up to there's some prophetic declaration that you should not go there because what they'll prophesy over your life is evil though it looks like bible I once attended a men's conference uh, in a church, a men's meeting, dinner in a church in London, one of the most respected pastors in the church. And the man was speaking evil over the life of the people concerned that particular year. He says it's going to be a hard year. It's going to be a tough year. I was like, you know, sir, without respect, in my mind, that is for you, sir, not for me. I was just saying this in my mind. God may have shown, I don't know which God you're talking about. Because my father said the thought I think towards you, that the thought of good and not of evil, to give an expected hand. Friends, that year was one of my best years. Because I did not receive the prophecy of the man of God. I'm a child of God. I can't stop evil from happening. I can't stop the devil from doing his work. But I can stop, I mean, in the world. But I can stop the devil from operating in my own life. Right? So coronavirus may be in town. Omicron may be in town. Right? They they are free to affect anybody. Anybody is free to accept them. But I will not accept them. Amen? It's nice having you in church today. I hope this message has really blessed you. Glory be to God. So, guys, please pray for us. As I was saying earlier, as I mentioned earlier on that, we're trusting God for manpower this year. There's a lot to do. People think, you know, because we we are on online church, we still, we still run things online, but from next week, we are getting more engaged with one another. And come February, we're trusting God that we'll be able to start meeting in a physical location, not just home church in Milton Keynes. And we have a lot of amazing things for you guys uh in 2022. We you know the Identity in Christ conference is coming up in June. You know, there's so many things going on that you know that God wants us to do to be a blessing to people, to help people to discover who God has called them to be, so that they can do the works of service. So don't, please try to look beyond this. Uh, online thing there's so much going on behind the scenes and that's why you may have noticed that we, I was very quiet on social media uh, last week because it was intense my wife and I started walking from the 1st of January when our office not walk walk I mean church walk first of January when most people are just kind of relaxed and chilling we were walking And we've been working from 1st of January to date. I was still up to 1 a.m. yesterday planning the year and putting things together. So, guys, God is speaking to you. Um, If you want to find out how you can be a blessing, how you can participate, how you can get involved, please reach out to us. We have grounds to break this year. God bless you, guys.